Hello and welcome to the Dot Ball Podcast, a uh, podcast on South African cricket. Uh, it's our winter at the moment, so there's not much domestic cricket to talk about, but we do like to focus on that when it is on the go. But uh, for the time being, it's the Proteas who are holding our attention, obviously, in the build-up to the T20 World Cup. And their dress rehearsal, their final dress rehearsal, if you like, for that World Cup, will come in Sri Lanka uh, in, well, at the at the uh, beginning of September. Uh, they start a tour with three ODIs and three T20s there. It's uh, my great pleasure to welcome our regular co-hosts, uh, former Proteus spinner Paul Harris, who, uh, Paul, can you give us an update of uh, how you are and uh, maybe what your latest hairstyle is? <laughs> I think it's a bit, uh, a bit of jealousy coming through there, uh, Ken. <laughs> but uh, no, hairstyle is looking very, uh, I had to conform. So it's looking really neat and tidy, short back and sides. Uh, it was about time that I uh, that I conformed and uh, just uh, in the hustle and bustle here in Santon, uh, working and trying to um, trying to stay afloat in these COVID times, but having a having a good time doing it. Super sounds sounds very corporate and uh, a very big welcome to to <laughs> to uh, John Kent, who uh, for as long as I can remember has probably had pretty much the same hair, hairstyle. I think um, why fix it if it ain't break ain't broke. Hey, John, and uh, John is coming to us all the way from Islamabad, Pakistan. Hey, Ken, how's it going? And guys, uh, yeah, all's good. I'm almost home. Uh, tomorrow evening I'll get home, but just been here for just some commentary for the Kashmir Premier League, so it was like a two-week competition. Um, and yeah, it was very interesting. Hey? Uh, Shahid Afridi's team won it, the Hawks, uh, and he played against old Muhammad Hafiz's team, so... I was actually quite imp- impressed with the, the depth of some of the, the talent of some of these guys. And obviously there's some local Kashmiri players, which are also pretty pretty good and talented groups. So, yeah, it was a short trip, but, yeah, it was really uh, – no, it was quite a pretty place. I won't lie. It was uh, in the hills and the mountains. The ground was sort of surrounded. And, yeah, it was actually a very enjoyable trip. I was with old Mornay van Vake. He's actually here next to me, funny enough. Um, he, he was also over here doing some commentary. So it was a, a good trip, but I need to get home now. Tell me, John, are you, are you also banned from going to India now? <laughs> well, I don't know, Paul. <laughs> Let's see, yeah? <laughs> I, I don't think John Kent uh, tweeted like Herschel Gibbs did, so he might, <laughs> he might escape. So. He might go under the radar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope he, I hope he doesn't live to uh, regret that. And uh, say hello to Mornay van Vake for us. And uh, oh, well, I, uh, hearing the names of Fridi and Mohammed Afiz, I reckon uh, Mornay and John Kent probably could have played in that league as well. Then, which uh, brings me, brings me to, uh, well, just in terms of age, uh, I'm, I'm saying. And uh, which brings me to our, our very special guest uh, today is uh, one of the doyens of Sri Lankan cricket journalism, Rex Clementine. And I'm sure he'll be able to tell me exactly how old Shahid Afridi and Mohammed Hafiz are. Uh, hello and welcome, Rex. Thanks, again. Thanks for having me in the program. Pleasure to join you. No, well, it's uh, fantastic, Rex. Just give a bit of... Uh, Background on yourself, uh, I know uh, you and I have 
crossed paths for, for many, many years. Uh, and you've been to South Africa many times as well uh, as a traveling journalist. How, how long have you been doing this uh, cricket journalism lark for? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I started my career in uh, 2000 exactly. And uh, my first overseas trip to uh, was to South Africa in 2003 for the World Cup. Uh, the first city that I visited outside Colombo was Bloemfontein. <laughs> so lots of uh, happy memories uh, of South Africa. And uh, I mean, I've been to there uh, about uh, 10 times now and uh, absolutely loving over to South Africa, loving uh, come to South Africa. Uh, love enjoying your steaks and wines and uh, <laughs> looking forward to make the trip once again once everything settles. Yeah, Bloemfontein, of course, uh, Mornay van Vaak's hometown, or it was, uh, so he'll be very happy, very happy to hear that. Uh, Rex, obviously, uh, you are our, our expert eye on the ground there in terms of conditions that the Proteas can expect in Sri Lanka. Um, they're going to be playing at the same Premadasa Stadium in uh, Colombo that uh, India recently played, played Sri Lanka uh, in T20s and ODIs. Uh, the one thing I noticed about, about the India-Sri Lanka series was uh, just how progressively more difficult it seemed to become for batting uh, the pitch and culminating in India scoring 81 for 8 only uh, in the third T20 international. What, what can South Africa expect at the Premadasa? Uh, look, I mean, uh, the South African teams uh, of yesteryear, usually, you know, I mean, when they come, uh, they, they sort of, you know, I mean, get ranked turners, you know, I mean, uh, it turns from uh, the very start. But right now, you know, I mean, uh, we have had experiences over the years. There was this series in 1993 where they sort of, uh, you know, I mean, uh, prepared uh, turning tracks, but they were like completely, uh, you know, surprised by uh, the outright pace of South Africa. I mean, um, we know that Brett Schultz dominated that series and since then you know I mean this uh, sheer pace of South Africa has troubled uh, the Sri Lankans and nowadays you know I mean uh you know, we, we've uh, over the years seen South African spinners like Pat Simcox and Clive Eckstein and people like that. Uh, but now, you know, you've got some uh, capable spinners. And I don't think, you know, I mean, this will be sort of, you know, I mean, spinner-friendly pitches anymore. Uh, I think, you know, I mean, there'll be lots of runs uh, on these tracks and Premdas anyway sort of uh, produced uh, loads of runs uh, over the years. So, I mean, um, talking about uh, conditions-wise, uh, expect uh, a lot of uh, batsman-friendly uh, wickets. Mm, okay, so so do you think it was specifically for India that uh, those those really tough batting checks uh, were made for Not those for that Yeah, yeah. What happened there was, you know, I mean, um, you know, due, due to COVID, uh, a couple of Indian players got positive and uh, tested positive, and uh, some of their close contacts had to be sort of, you know, I mean, sidelined. Uh, they had to be sort of uh, kept in isolation. So as a result, India virtually, you know, I mean, uh, had to play their reserves and uh, even some of the net bowlers they had uh, brought in. So that's why, you know, I mean, India were not able to put up a good team on the park and uh, the low scoring game that you are referring to, uh, the last T20, uh, that's why, you know, I mean, uh, we, we witnessed something like that. Otherwise, you know, I mean, if you take the rest of that series, uh, batsmen uh, had quite good outings uh, throughout. Hmm. And then, uh, Rex, what can you tell us about the uh, Sri Lankan squad uh, that the Proteas are likely to face? Yeah, yeah. so, uh, Ken, you know, uh, the squad has not been announced as yet. Right now, as we are talking, there is a T20 tournament, domestic tournament going on in uh, Palakali. As you know, we've got uh, 
three venues uh, to play in these uh, bubble circumstances. We play uh, uh, test matches usually in goal uh, in the bubble scenario, and the limitos are played uh, in uh, Palikali, which is in Kandy, and in uh, Kalambo at our Premier Stadium. The South Africans will be obviously playing in uh, Palikali. Uh, the domestic T20 tournament is now going on in uh, uh, in Kandy. The South Africans will be sorry playing at uh, Premadasa. Um, I mean, you know, one of the things that we saw during the Indian series was uh, the selectors were trying out a whole lot of uh, young players. That has sort of, you know, I mean, probably not worked and probably you will see uh, some of the seniors uh, turning up uh, against the South Africans. I think uh, Dinesh Chandimal has been in uh, good nick. Uh, he's made a uh, couple of uh, half centuries uh, in, uh, this week. So he will be probably back in the side as a wicketkeeper batsman. And so is Angela Matthews, I think. Uh, they feel that his experience is needed. So a uh, couple of seniors will be uh, back in action. And Kusar uh, Janit Pereira, uh, who's sort of famous in South Africa for that 115... <laughs> Infamous, more like. <laughs> he will, he will, he, yeah, he will, he will be certainly uh, playing the series. He missed the Indian series because of a shoulder injury. I think he's recovered now and he will be definitely part of that uh, series. Uh, Rex, I did, I did see your tweet about Dinesh Chandamal the other day and uh, a cricketer I've always rated uh, very highly. I, th- I think he made his debut in South Africa. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's going to be a... He got uh, twin 50s. That's right, that's right, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, going to be a... Uh, that was the first uh, test match Sri Lanka win, won on South African soil, 2011. Oh, why did uh, I bring it up? <laughs> <laughs> I bet yeah, you Paul Harris was playing. Um, <laughs> Innocent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Rick, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we look forward to uh, catching up with you again, and uh, hopefully it'll be a fantastic series uh, in Sri Lanka. Thanks very much, Rex. So, Paul and John, uh, just looking at the uh, South African squads which have been announced uh, for the Sri Lanka tour, um, I guess what really stood out for me is is the return of Dwayne Pretorius for both the ODIs and the T20s. Uh, starting with you, Paul, do you do you feel that's a good move? Is Dwayne someone that you think should be in the running for the T20 World Cup? Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, anyone that does sort of uh, at least two of the three disciplines well um, would be in my in, in, in the mix, certainly. And he eats the ball off the ground. He, um, he's got good skills with the ball. He's got good... Uh, uh, he can bowl to death as well. He's good slower balls. And he's just an experienced cricketer. He's a clever cricketer. Uh, been around the circuit for a long time. And uh, certainly someone that you would want in the mix. Um, you know, I don't think there's going to be a likes of a Chris Morris. It doesn't look like it. So um, he's going to have to sort of take over that role. And I think he could be that X factor sort of guy down the order. John, yeah, do, where do you feel Dwayne Pretorius uh, can fit into the, the team for the T20 World Cup? And do you think uh, slotting it as many all-rounders as we can, perhaps, you know, guys like George Linder, Dwayne Pretorius, Vian Wilder, uh, is there a space for two or three of them in the team? Yeah, I think the um, the loss of form of Pekla Kwayo has something to do with it as well. So Pretorius, he's had quite a long injury layoff, so hopefully he's up to speed um, when he comes in and gets his chances. Obviously, this is a good series to to try out a few more combinations, but I do think that you know the Pretorius Milder they're going to be fighting over one spot. There's 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 you know George Linder who's in the mix there as well, sort of six set battings, maybe six seven, so possibly a Milder or a Pretorius possibly batting at six, um, like a Linda at seven, 
that could be the sort of the, the, the mix that might work out pretty well. You've got Van der Dissen, uh, you've got Miller, you know, Markram, and then you've got more than likely, if I'm looking at the squad here, like uh, Bavuma and De Kock opening the batting. I was pretty disappointed to see that Milan's not even in the in the T20 squad for some reason. Um, you know, after how he's averaging, I don't know how many in ODI cricket and being a formidable opening pair with uh, Quinton De Kock. So, yeah, it is a bit surprising. Um, with the look of it, but obviously regarding your question, I think it'll be a good dynamic with Dwayne Pretorius being the like a finisher type of player we've been talking about over the last few months. Yeah, so just looking at the omissions from the T20 squad, Andile Peclacuayo, uh, which probably means that he's not going to be going to the T20 World Cup. And uh, Yanaman Milan, uh, a surprise exclusion based on how well he's done in ODI cricket. And Carl Verena also uh, not in the T20 squad. Paul, do you feel that uh, Yanaman Milan and the others have been a bit hard done by? I think out of those three, uh, you could make a case for Yanaman Milan, certainly. Um, you know, he's a dynamic guy, a dynamic player. He's uh, certainly impressed me with the way that he learned from the, you know, from that first, I think it was that first one day they played where he, he sort of got out when he was in and we ended up losing that game against Ireland, I think it was. And then the next game got a big hundred and learned his lesson. He seems like a really mature young man, and uh, but his time will come. I think you know it's difficult when you've got it's a nice sort of problem to have when you've got all these good players, and he's a youngster. I don't see him sitting out of the team for very long. I can I think he's going to get his turn. The T20 stuff rather sooner rather than later. Um, as far as sort of Verena, I mean I think Verena is fighting against uh, you know sort of the David Millers of this world and uh, Aidan Markham's of this world for a spot on the side. Um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty difficult to beat those two at the moment. So maybe not too much of a surprise there. And if the choir, well, I just don't think his form has been uh, sort of what we know it can be. Uh, we know that he, uh, you know, what he can do when he's in form, and it hasn't quite been there for him. So you know, at the moment, there's quite a lot of competition for that all-rounder position, as uh, John mentioned. Um, so unfortunately for him, he'll have to. I think he'll end up missing out in the World Cup. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a nice problem to have to have. Uh, you know, really talented youngsters sitting on the sidelines. Um, you know, if someone gets injured, you just never know in sports. Uh, he'll, uh, he'll be disappointed that he hasn't made the squad. But, uh, you know, when he gets his chance again, he'll take it. He's a good cricketer. Yeah, Paul, do, do you feel that, uh, obviously, Andile Pekliquaya, renowned for all the variations he can bring in his bowling, uh, do you feel that Dwayne Pretorius can cover that aspect in the attack? And uh, yeah, I think most of us, all of us would agree that, uh, Pretorius is a better batsman than Pat Laquire. Sure, I think so. I mean, I think the wickets might suit him if they're slow. He, you know, he's got, he's got uh, good skills with his slow balls, and uh, you know, he's been around the block. Uh, Pretorius, he's uh, you know, he's played quite a bit of cricket. Um, actually, impressed me. I um, and when he first came onto the scene, I thought kind of, you know, was didn't do either of the two particularly uh, well enough to play international cricket, and you know, on, on a few occasions now he's proved me wrong. Um, I think that very clever cricketer. Uh, understands his game, um, as I mentioned, very experienced and uh, and knows what he's all about. So, you know, we were talking, I think, in the previous uh, podcast about, uh, you know, who was in the finish games for us. And he certainly can fulfill that role. He's uh, one of those guys that can hit the ball off the ground from uh, from ball one and certainly a dangerous player. Yeah, so uh, Reza Hendricks, probably the uh, player, the top order batsman who's been chosen ahead of Yanaman Milan. And uh, I guess Heinrich Klaassen is the backup wicketkeeper. 
and prefer to Kyle Verena. Uh, it looks like Aidan Markram is, is going to have to fight for a place in the middle order. Uh, John, do you, uh, what do you think about the class and ahead of Verena selection, first of all? Um, there has been talk that uh, Verena is perhaps not as good a boundary hitter um, as Klaassen. Do you, do you agree with that? And are you happy with Markram in the middle order? Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think that Klaassen, we talked about having a, a type of finisher, five, six, seven in that sort of batting position, and that could be also another player to cover for that sort of role. Um, and I, I think, you know, like someone like a Markram, I, I could see him coming in a, in a three at first drop that probably Bavuma, De Kock, Markram, you know, if under Dusan Miller, and then they, then then our finishes from there pretty much. Um, but yeah, I think I think not that Verena isn't able to hit hit the ball. I suppose he's still young. He's still finding his way into international cricket, and Clarkson's got that extra bit of uh, experience um, and 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 can hit a big ball. So that's we know that what that that's what he can do. Um, I think Verena is going to play a lot of cricket going forward you know whether it be after this world cup you know for a long time so i think it's just yeah it's just not his time right now but i think he's got plenty of international cricket ahead of him moving on to the uh odi squad it's the odis that will be played first by the proteas in sri lanka the first game on uh, the 2nd of september it's a thursday uh an 11 30 a.m start south african time uh looking at the odi squad no quinton de Kock resting uh, no Lungi and Gidi uh, missing the tour for personal reasons. Uh, no David Miller, uh, who's still got a bit of a hamstring injury. So, uh, John, what do you think of the ODR squad? Uh, how are those missing players going to affect things? Uh, not having Ngidi, how does that uh, affect the attack? I don't think it's it's too much of a, a problem with a little bit of rotation. I think some of the guys we were just talking about a minute ago, someone like a, like a Mulder, Verena, um, Having a look here for a guy like a Rossi, Heinrich Klaas, and they can all get a lot of time in the middle and, and you know, give it, get an opportunity to put their hands up, uh, you know, for, for, for higher honours and, and become, becoming a bit more of a regular player in, in this format. Um, obviously, there's a few bows like Buren Hendricks, you know, he's been in the squads for quite some time. He hasn't been really featuring. He plays sort of a game at the end of a series when it's completed. So it'd be good to see him have a proper run out and and get some game time. I think that's what's happened to a lot of guys. We know who our frontline fast bowlers are. You know, there's Lazard Williams, there's a junior Dala in the squad as well. Um, so I think I think guys need to get some game time. Um, obviously, we know they're quite bigger squads these days with COVID, etc. But obviously, the guys have done well to get to this point in these squads. Um, you know, they've performed well at domestic level. So Hopefully they can get a bit more of a, you know, a, a consistent opportunity. I know it's hard to say that because you, you want to win every single series and you want to put out your po- strongest possible team. But saying that, you know, giving guy, a guy one game every five games, you know, that's not really doing anyone any favours, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to ask Paul Harris this, but unfortunately... Uh, uh, Paul sitting in Santon has had to leave us because of repeated technical difficulties with the network. Uh, meanwhile, John Kent is loud and clear uh, from Islamabad, Pakistan. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, but John, you can certainly answer this question very well too. Um, I was just fiddling around with a possible 11 for the ODIs and I wondered about the uh, potential of playing three spinners. 
Shamsi, Keshav Maharaj, and George Linder. Uh, you would then have Rabada and Nokia as your two frontline quicks, and, and Dwayne Pretorius at, at six. Uh, if if Sri Lankan conditions are like they have been recently, uh, do do you feel that's a feasible eleven? Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think that's yeah. I think we must get our spinners in there and give them as much as much time as possible out there. I think they'll be very, you know, useful in those conditions. I see them having a a big role to play as they have been for the last while. Um, obviously, there's a, a new ball bowler or two. Then you've got a few, a couple of all rounders as well. So. Yeah, I think uh, it's worth it's worth having a look at least at least two spinners. Obviously, you know, as we speak, and with the conditions being even more so, three is not a not uh, beyond possibility. I think. Hmm. Who, uh, just in terms of the batting, John? Who who do you feel are the best players of spin within that batting lineup, and and who who are going to be our key our key batsmen in that series? Sure, I think Bavuma. I think Bavuma is going to need to to step up and take control of, of the innings, whether wherever he bats, wherever that is going to be. Uh, probably going to be three, I would say, with Riza and and Yanaman opening without Quinny there. Um, so I, I would see Timber coming in at three. Um, and, and I think it's a perfect opportunity for him to to get some big scores and then, you know, really control the innings. Uh, and then the hitters can come in and, and really take some toll. But I think... Like uh, Milan, we want to see him continue with his good form. Riza, we want to see him in the runs. We want to see all these guys in some decent nick. I think um, someone like a Verena, I think he is excellent against spin. Uh, you know, Funded Dusson, uh, you know, hopefully he can improve on, on that side of his game as well while he's there before the, the World Cup, which is great, great practice, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think I'd say Verena is a really good uh Good player of spin at this stage. Uh, quick on his feet, you know, he sweeps well. So I, I, I like what he could bring to the mix in the middle order. Yeah, John, I, I agree with you. I mean, in my eleven, I, I had Verena starting um, at number five. Um, I, I would like to see him play at least the first two ODIs. You know, Clarkson has been a bit out of sorts uh, lately, and I think certainly in ODIs, Carl Verena has got a bit more time to to actually build in innings. Uh, and then can uh, hit the boundaries at the end. Uh, a little bit like a John T. Rhodes, maybe, at number five, the sort of guy who can take quick singles, keep the scoreboard ticking over, um, and then at the at the end, uh, he can clear the boundary. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree, Ken. Great. Well, uh, I don't know if Mornay van Veik would like to give us his opinion on any of the stuff we've discussed. Obviously, uh, a former Protea Batsman, wicketkeeper as well, and a, a great of South African domestic game. Yeah, he's drifting around a bit here, but uh, I think he's a bit busy <laughs> drift, drifting here, but, but all, right. all good. <laughs> all right. Super. So, uh, yeah, we will end the podcast there, and we are all very much looking forward to the series in Sri Lanka. It's going to be very tough cricket, but uh, a very important series uh, as South Africa look to nail down the T20 squad for the uh, T20 World Cup, which will be in October, November, in what could be very similar conditions in the United Arab Emirates. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dot Ball podcast if you would like to be notified of uh, every time we have an update to, uh, to our series of podcasts. And uh, you can also send us a message on Twitter at Ken Borland if there's anything you'd like us to cover, and uh, we'd be delighted to hear from you. 
Thank you very much for listening to us. Until next time, goodbye.